Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com. That stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention? It's free. Join us absolutely free. You just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights, and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage, and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light, absolutely free. Now enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters, Volume 13. You're here in a very powerful season. This 2014 set of seasons is unique in that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age, and this is the year of let's get her done. <laughs> this is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, engage in our lives, and in the process and together make a difference on this planet. We are delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season, and I want to remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of this season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment. So everything is here for you. That's what's so powerful about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content through your intentions. I also want to remind you that the healing part of our name actually means transformation. It means realignment and repatterning. It means you are on a pathway to change it all. And we're so excited at what you're about to create. Now, you may also think that the masters are the remarkable speakers that we bring on each week. But we know that you are actually the master that you are seeking. All of the answers are within you, and the master teachers you're hearing on this series are giving you nudges and hints as to who you truly are, that bright, sparkling being of light and love that you are. And today, I am so excited to welcome Christopher Timms. Christopher Timms is someone that I've actually known for about 25 years. I met him when I was at the early stages of my awakening and consciousness. And uh, we since have gotten to know each other again, and I'm so glad we did because this man is bringing a whole new trajectory 
of what's possible. It's something he's been teaching all this time. But now is the moment. Now is the time that we can really elegantly and gracefully start implementing this. He is a renegade mystic. He is a true master teacher and guide. He's, to, he's here to remind us of our own divine nature and the abundance of the universe that we are. By helping us redefine our world, Christopher guides us toward the experience of oneness, true oneness, resulting in a richly fulfilled life. He is highly clairvoyant and clairaudient since childhood. And Christopher feels that these and other abilities, while blessed gifts, are merely byproducts of his union with one source that we are all part of and are inseparable from. Christopher teaches that it is natural for all of us to directly experience sacred unity as he guides us to the oneness that rests within each of us. He is the founder and the facilitator of the Blue Star Mystery School. This is a powerful school that allows you to understand your your you as the mystic, you as the master. And he is also a pioneer in sound healing. He's developed his own technique using tuning forks called sound energy dynamics, all of which he teaches to students around the globe. I am so honored and privileged that Christopher continues to say yes to being a guest on Healing with the Masters. And welcome, Christopher Timms, uh, to Volume 13. It's great having you back again. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer. It's wonderful to be back here with you and with everyone again for another edition. <laughs> Indeed. So, you know, we are going to go kind of deep and kind of new um, on this call. So let's start by talking about what is a true mystic? And and tell us again, and also tell us, you know, Christopher, I'm going to ask you two questions, sorry. Why are you allowing us inside the, the closed doors into this t these teachings now that you've never really discussed before? Great questions. Uh, well, as we all know by this time, the energy of our world is changing. We look at the systems of the world around us and see that they're all coming to kind of the end of their own adaptability, the political systems, financial systems, religious systems, social systems, they're all just kind of floundering. And, it, and it's because they've come to the end of their ability to adapt to the changing energies that we're a part of in the big cosmic mix out here. And with that, I realized that a number of the ideas and notions that I've kept for the students that really want to study with me seriously just for that. I've, I've just kept them in. And now it's time to bring just some of these ideas out, some of the basic ideas out, because the general spiritual population, our spiritual family out here, is ready to hear some of these notions, some of these ideas. When I first started putting some of these ideas out to the general public 25, 26 years ago, you know, you could hear and feel the tar and pitchforks being warmed up and grabbed <laughs> right. in the back of the room a lot of these times. I mean, it was not going over very well. Right. And, uh, but I just kept going. I kept going because there were people within those groups that really found value in what I was saying. And all these years, all I've done is refine my ability to speak about this, to tweak the word choice and the uh, teaching tools in order for you to really grasp what I want to share with you all today. So you're getting an idea here. We're going to cover a couple major ideas 
that help unravel you from yourself. Because there are no purgatories in life other than self-made purgatories. And there's no reason for us to hold ourselves back from our own true fulfillment. And that's really what I want to cover today in helping us deprogram, helping us free of, become free from ourselves. So, so you also asked, go ahead. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I asked about what a mystic is, but th- this notion of deprogramming, um, what, did, what did we program ourselves? I mean, most of us, most of your audiences now, are um, our audiences that are playing really, really intensely and committedly and in an engaged way with with their awakening, with being com- becoming conscious, with with uh, knowing who they are and living a fulfilled life. So, you know, when you say I can hear some of the audience saying, "I don't need to be deprogrammed. I'm doing it." So I know that your deprogramming is is actually for this kind of audience. So yes, what are we is. deprogramming okay. from? A lot of the deprogramming that people do in alternative thought is topical. It's just laying on, laying on the surface. You think you're going deep, but you're still swimming in the shallow end. Mm. There are fundamental programs that are, that are your framework systems that, that then contaminate everything else you do in your life. Jennifer, there are so many people that I've run across throughout these years that have done all their Tony Robbins stuff, they've done all their Shakti Gwain creative visualization, all their mind mapping, all their vision boarding, they've done all the techniques that everybody gives them, and they find that their life just gets worse when they do all of this stuff. And then discouragement is the natural result because people, the people who are experiencing this kind of backwards movement of, of their life in its direction and fulfillment, are noticing that some other people around them are doing the exact same exercises, the exact same framing systems, but yet their lives are going forward. Right. So why is that? Mm. You know, inquiring minds want to know. So <laughs> that's what I began to dive into. Why is it that these techniques work beautifully for some people, but for other people they're just disastrous? And it's simply because more and more people now are moving into an energy that I call the true mystical energy. And the mystical energy doesn't accommodate those types of techniques that we've all been working with all of these years. And this is what we're going to work with today. This is the energy that we're moving into. This is the energy that that will be our true home for thousands and thousands of years. And we're going to help people really begin to deprogram at a base and at a core level, despite what anybody thinks. Just bear with me. Be curious. You've got to be able to put yourself to the test, everybody. You think you've been doing deprogramming? You think you've been really clearing off your plate? Well, let's see. Let's see. That's all that I want. I just want everybody to be honest and go, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I've been doing a good job, and I really want to see what's coming next. I loved the exclamation, make, uh, exclamation mark that our animal um, supporters gave oh, us. Oh, boy. <laughs> Isn't it great? That's right. My, that's my, <laughs> my big Siberian husky heard something and just wanted to go run, run yeah. to the door. So when, when you were talking about, about bringing in this new energy of the mystic in, I actually got chills. 
and and I kind of felt like something shifted. It has, I mean, just by talking about it, does does the energy actually can can the energy move us? Absolutely, and it does. The energy begs each one of us to unlearn what we've learned, to continuously empty ourselves so that we can be refreshed and renewed. And it's it's this Aquarian age quantum leap type of an energy. And so we can imagine that many of the base programs, the fundamental programs that people don't even realize they're running are anchors and shackles that hold us imprisoned even though we think we're stretching into the cosmos. And, and you know, I, I get the feeling, though, that, that a lot of these practices that many of us have been using over the years was, was a precursor. And, and I, I, sometimes yeah. I get the feeling that the, the precursor then becomes the crutch and the distraction, which, is, which can happen in all aspects of our life. Is that kind of what, what happened with Very this? Very well put. Mm-hmm. Very well put. That, that's really beautifully put. And... Uh, from the uh, scriptures in the West, it says that when I was a child, I knew the ways of a child. When I was, now that I've become a man, I must put down my childish ways. Now, mm-hmm. the teaching behind that New Testament quote, when you go into the more elaborate, the more developed uh, writing on it, which is in the Dead, Dead Sea Scrolls, you realize that the teaching is really talking about leaving behind ideas and notions that were stepping stones for others to use, but you no longer need them anymore in your spiritual life. Yeah, that feels exactly so true. That feels just, it's just resonating like a bell tone through my body right now. Uh, That's great. I and love that. It feels, it feels like a nice affirmation to start this whole conversation. It's its kind of like you just cleared us a little bit. But to, 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 as you said, empty ourselves to receive the new. It feels like that little piece of conversation just did that very thing. It's true. It's true, and uh, this is a, a living, there's a living equilibrium in life. Call it the Tao, call it the way, call it the middle path. And these, the Aquarian energy, that which we're aligned with now in our, in our planet, it, it begins to unclutter the revelation, you could say, or the broadcast of this, equilibrium, this living equilibrium, this living intelligence for each one of us. And it's happening. It's happening all around us now. You can see it symptomatically in the world at large. And as mystics, as true seekers, we can accelerate this process. We can get through all the clutter and the calamity that's all around us and within each one of us. And we can just get get to a point of clarity, simplicity, emptiness, stillness, and with that rest all the limitless possibilities beyond what any of us could ever dream of or hope for. And that's what I want for everyone out of this conversation, right there. And as you say that, you know, that that, that divine stillness is kind of what I'm I'm feeling, is um, that within that, the need for doing our spirituality is, is, is dissolved. It's dissolved. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about the mystic. Tell, I mean, I know that you've kind yeah. of already been talking about it, but um, tell us what is this this notion of, of of ourselves as mystics in this new paradigm? Yes, yes. There are there are two types of main energy 
people that live on the planet right now. One is a, is a group of people that are based in duality. Their psychology works in cause and effect. Uh, they work in systematic progression of goals and attainment of goals, things like that. And uh, then there's the other group that we can call the mystic or the unifying group. And these people see the big picture all the time. These people are thinking about inclusiveness. They don't think they don't think about being separate. They think about how can they be more inclusive to the plants and the animals and the people and they look for a different type of value, a more of an intangible quality than a tangible development of life's assets. Does that make sense? God, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm right. drink so, I'm drinking this Kool-Aid, baby. <laughs> you're drinking it. All right. So so what happens with a mystic? Okay, you know you're a mystic if you've never really fit in anywhere, even in your spiritual group. You know you're a mystic if you can go to dinner with 10 of your great spiritual friends and they're all having great conversation at the table and everything is working really well and it's fun and it's loving and you still feel like you've arrived from a different planet. And you're really concerned with making sure that each of them gets exactly what they want at the restaurant and making sure that they're happy and accommodated for and you feel like you're fine. Mm -hmm. Just You'll have your food, you enjoy visiting, and you love everybody, and everybody loves you, but you don't really fit in. And, and at work, you feel most people, as a mistake, they feel like, boy, they're having to contort themselves to fit into this box of behavior that they, that they have to accommodate and, and keep in, in check just to keep the job going. Hmm. But it's really not who they are. Hmm. There's something that's gnawing away at the mystic all the time. And it's not something that's gnawing away in a bad way. It's, it's a voice. It's that still, small voice that, that just begs each one of us to be still and know. <laughs> and the mystic has an unobstructed experience of that. And unfortunately, it causes a lot of the mystics to not really know what to do with their lives. They wander from one job to another, reinventing themselves. Mystics tend not to be afraid about, about working for themselves. Actually, mystics make terrible employees. Oh, man, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I've been in business for myself, Jennifer, ever since I've been a kid. I, started yeah. my, I got my contractor's license first before I was even 20 years old. And, and I've been, always had to work for myself. Yeah, I, and, I, I worked in corporate America, and it was... I'm hell brutal, and uh, it was it was I'm as sure. brutal it was as brutal for my bosses I have to say as it was for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they they loved it and hated it all. At the oh same time. God, yeah, they didn't know what to do with me because I was really successful and they and yet they I never followed the rules and you know I always lost my bonuses because I never followed the rules. But um, this is a, an amazing description. I mean, I can feel all of us are feeling like we've been seen. But, you know, there's right. something interesting, Christopher, that I feel like I'm at kind of this interesting level where I actually do have friends who are also mystics with me, and we're having a great time. You know, I have this inner circle of people who are right there with them. They're, they're in that mystic energy, and we call ourselves the misfits. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, the... 
the spiritual misfits in the world because most people are not polarized the way mystics are. Most people are still caught in the Piscean age, you know, the fish right. swimming in an opposite direction. They're, they're thinking in duality where your primary thought process, Jennifer, as a mystic is unity. Yes. It's a unifying kind of collective bringing, bringing it all inclusive in, in its nature. That's how you want to craft your life. And, the us and them consciousness doesn't really work very well. Right, and and, now, and it's frustrating, too, because it's hard, it's hard to, as you say, to spend time with people who are really, truly about them and not really considering anyone else's... I mean, they, they are considerate and thoughtful, but not at that still place, not at that, that, that larger vision place. That's true. And, and many of the people that come to study with me have been studying for 20, 30, yeah. 40 years, mm -hmm. and they're still very dualistically oriented simply because of the underpinnings, right. the foundation programs that, that are running within their, within their matrix. And that's really what we're, what we're going to be getting to. So the, so the mystic doesn't fit in, and the mystic tries a lot of the things that other people try, and it, and it works in reverse. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many people that, that have told me they were so psyched up to do their goal posters from Shakti Gawain years ago or their right. mind maps or right. their vision boards. And they were so psyched because all their friends went to the workshops and the teachings and all this, and they come back and their life just falls off a cliff. Right. Right. And Interesting. there's physics behind all of this that, that I've put together for people so you can see how the path of the mystic needs a different toolbox. Your spiritual toolbox has to be different than what other people have. Wow. This and is cool This is stuff. a great gift that you're going to be able to share with all of your friends because in the, in the next years that are coming, the next two to five years, you're going to see waves of people that come into your mystical vibration and they won't know what to do. Right. They will have no clue what to do. Because we are and past the point of doing. We are in the point of being. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So these are all internal components. This is how we talk about changing the living description of your world and, and some of these ideas inside that, that affect, of course, everything, your whole hologram, your whole universe. And this wow. is about a life fulfilled. This is really cool. And a life fulfilled in the true nature of who we are as that stillness, as that holistic visionary. That's right. That's so cool. Okay, so, so let's talk about some of these principles. Creating your own reality, which is definitely, oh. you know, something that, that is out there a lot. And, you know, I, I kind of struggle with it, and yet I also know there's something to it, but there's a new energy to me around it. So describe to me what, what creating your own reality as a mystic is. Well, it's, it's, again, you put that very well because you struggle with it, but yet you know that something is to it, that there mm -hmm. is substance to it, mm -hmm. but you just struggle with it. But you know something's right, but you struggle with it. And that's because the mystic within you says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something doesn't feel right. But again, yet the consensus says, well, this is what happens. You know, and, and so we're kind of drawn in the momentum, like, like the wake of a ship that you're behind into this collective idea. And... Uh, let's start this at the beginning, this idea. So now we know that everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. Yep. My Tibetan bell here is energy. The crystal that I have in my hand, that's energy. My Siberian husky, who's now coming back to say hello, is energy. <laughs> the 
the chair I'm sitting in is energy. My laptop is energy. My thoughts are energy. My emotions and feelings. Everything is energy. There is nothing else in existence other than energy. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, we know from eighth grade physics, and I remember that every everybody was probably wide awake that day in eighth grade physics, <laughs> where, where, where we were told something very profound, which is, which is still true in quantum mechanics and quantum physics of today. We were told that energy is never created, nor is it destroyed. Energy, by nature of what it is, only changes its form only changes its forms. Huh. So you don't create any new energy. You don't get rid of any old energy. Energy continuously recycles itself in just a variety of different forms. So now, if there's no new energy here, if energy is just changing its forms as we go through eternity. It's an amazing thing to consider. The expanse of the universe at this point, so vast that the most advanced technology we have today can't really define how expansive our physical universe really is. There's ideas as to where the outer rim of the universe actually is, but there's nothing concrete about the shape of the universe as of yet. And yet, all of this energy that makes up the planets and the galaxies and the nebulas and the comets and the space that we think is emptiness, that we know is full of dark matter and dark energy, all of this, at the moment of the origin of our universe, at the moment of creation, is all compressed and consolidated down to the energy of all of the known universe fit on the head of a pin. So now, as we experience the Big Bang, the moment of creation, in the Egyptian mystery schools, we, they actually call it the Big Bounce. Isn't that funny? And, you'll, and yeah. it sounds funny, and it, it is, but there's a real big teaching behind that. So now, in this expanse of energy, we realize that the interactions of the energy to itself, much like acoustics bouncing around in a room, create interference patterns that then give us all of the planets and galaxies and nebula and minerals and elements all the way down to you and I are all just, we're all echoes of the original Big Bang. You and I are. We're the living word. That's what the living word is. This Big Bang is this living word made flesh. So now, people talk about creating their own reality. So now, here's a good way to continue this teaching if we work on the premise that everything is energy and there is nothing else and that there's no more or less energy here than there was when the universe fit on the head of a pin. Hard, hard to fathom, but really that's, that's an accurate way of talking about the energy. So the first affirmation that we're going to have, and Jennifer, you and I can lead everybody in this. Okay. The first affirmation will be, to show everybody what this feels like, I'm, we're going to say, I create everything in my reality. Okay, now I let's create, all close our eyes. I create everything in my reality. Okay, got it. That's correct. I create everything 
and really with the emphasis on everything. So we're really taking responsibility. We're really being a part of all this and what it really means okay. to be the creator <clears throat> of your own reality. And, and we're saying this, and it feels like that uh, as kind of this master teacher right now, you are supporting us energetically in that statement so that it's not just a statement of the mind, it's a statement of being that you are delivering an energetic template for us to resonate within. Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. And as I'm, as I'm holding this space, I want you to just feel this in your heart. How does this feel in your heart? Okay. okay. So we're going to repeat this. I create everything in my reality three times together. Okay. Take a nice deep breath. One, two. I, I create everything, everything in my reality. In my reality. I create everything, everything in my reality. I create everything in my reality. And can you do three more just on your own, Christopher? Yes. Thanks. Yes. Okay. I create everything in my reality. I create everything in my reality. I create everything in my reality. All right. Now feel it. Feel that. Don't label it. We will naturally want to anyway, but just feel what that quality is within your heart. Don't think about it too much. Just feel. What does that feel like? Okay? So now, here's the next affirmation. This next affirmation takes it up a notch. This is the world that I am. This is the world that I am. This is the world that I am. I feel that. Okay. Now, what do you notice when you feel both of those? How do you feel the transition between I create everything in my reality? What does that bring to the table for you in your heart and then this is the world that I am what do you notice from that how do you feel about that okay so now I'm going to propose at this point that nobody's ever created anything and no one creates or destroys anything everything is energy Energy just changes its form. So, wait a minute. We realize that energy doesn't actually change its forms. What happens is that our perception of the energy changes. Therefore, the appearance of the energy seems to change. Wow. That's a huge statement. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I'm going to 
poke my finger in your face and said, I'm going to propose to you that you've never created anything. You're not a victim. You're not a creator. You're not a co-creator. This is the world that I am. You're living as the great I am. So what does this mean? This means that your being, what you call your physical being, is a broadcast station. And you're broadcasting yourself. You're broadcasting what's called your living description and how you see yourself, how you know yourself to be, how you feel about this self that you think you are. All of these are ingredients in the recipe that broadcast on the spherical bodies that I see in the body that are called chakras. Each chakra to me is spherical. And the chakras broadcast spherically in all directions. They, they broadcast what you feel about yourself physically. Are you happy with your body and the health of your body? How do you know yourself to be physically? Your emotional self, how you feel about yourself. Your memories of this self you think you are, childhood memories, adult memories, memories of the day. All of this is broadcast out here. Your mind, your conscious mind, the administrator between heaven and earth is the fourth chakra. And then the fifth, the throat chakra, is the seat of the etheric body, the subconscious and unconscious. These layers, these spheres, broadcast continuously onto what Shakespeare calls the stage of life. This empty canvas, this medium called life, saturated with energy. And this energy takes the form that you're broadcasting. It has no form other than that which you bring with you into this moment. So you want to change your world? Don't go out here and try to change the world. You're changing it's like walking into a, into a movie theater and you don't like the scene that's playing up on the screen, so you walk up with your hands and you try to move one person away from another person because you don't want to be, have that character end up falling in love with this character. You don't like this, you don't like that. So you're trying to change everything in the movie by going up and messing with the movie up on the screen. See? What we're working with here is now looking at what broadcasts the movie. Because this is the movie out here. This is a three-dimensional holographic movie, and your broadcast encompasses all your people that you know in your life, all the animals, the plants, where you live, your job, the people of the earth, and all the different situations that they're in everywhere, all the planets of our solar system, all the solar systems that make up the Milky Way. You see where this is going? You're really the entirety of creation in all of the limitless universes and planes of God. It's all coming from you. You really are the center of the universe. <laughs> finally. So, finally. So this is the physics. You realize my mother was right. She used to poke her finger at me when I would come in all muddy and mess up the kitchen, you know, as a little kid. I guess you think the world just revolves around you, Christopher Dems. <laughs> I have to clean up all of this mess. Well, it does revolve around me, Mom. That's right. You know, and it revolves around each one of us. Each one of us is this, not just the center of the universe. You're the center and the focal point of creation. Of creation itself, and and so manifestation. You don't have to worry about manifestation, ma making things happen. Manifestation is happening right now. 
it's happening right now despite anything that you do, despite anything that I do. It just happens as an aspect of our existence. And, and, and an aspect of what we're broadcasting, yes? Pardon? And an aspect of what we're broadcasting? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that's all that it is. So when you want to improve the quality of your life in any way, financially, romantically, professionally, spiritually with your internal experiences, you don't go try to study new things. You don't run to workshops or run to gurus. You don't get rid of the relationship you're in and try to find somebody else because you're taking the same states of consciousness that got you into the dilemma that you're in to try to solve the dilemma. Right. It's moving sideways. It's lateral movement. That's exactly right. So what you have to do is realize that it's all broadcast of you. Then you just go inside and you change your living description. And that's part of what some of these fundamental programs are about. Because one of the fundamental programs that people come in with is the idea that I... These are the I programs that are running now. us. Is that right? Sorry, Chris, that's for just right. to clarify. Okay. These are the fundamental programs that are running us. Okay. That's right. Okay. And this fundamental program is... the Part of the fundamental program is the idea that you're creating your own reality and that you have to do things in order to create your own reality Mm -hmm. somehow when it's more of an act of being, as you've put, rather than an act of doing. I want everybody to realize that life is the dream fulfilled not because of what I do with my life, but because of the, I, I could basically say, despite anything that I do with my life. It's more me getting out of the way that, amazing opportunities fall into my lap that the next step becomes obvious when I don't have the insight to see what's coming up or what to do with the next chapter of my life. Mm. Everything becomes revealed as I make myself available to it. And as I make myself available, that has to do with going inside and redescribing yourself. So now, what does this mean? I'm not talking about going in and just hyping yourself up with self-talk. Right. Okay. Everybody's been there, done that, and that's that's very limiting again. Mm -hmm. What we're really talking about here are the ideas of experiencing the fundamental principles of creation, experiencing the fundamental spiritual practices and principles that go all the way back to the Egyptian and the Atlantean mystery schools. And you have them within you right now. Everyone does. Everyone does, Jennifer. And the first exercise, as we begin to look at all of this, has to do with listening inwardly. Hmm. And when you listen inwardly, there's a high-pitched ringing sound that's there. It's there all the time. And if you don't think it's there, don't worry. Don't get discouraged. It's just because your senses are tuned to look to listening outwardly rather than inwardly. It's a very common thing. It's like the dog whistle. Yes, that's exactly what right. it's like. It's there, but we just can't hear it. We're not we're not at that yep. vibrational frequency of hearing. So once you become accustomed to listening for it, then you'll realize that yes, I can hear it and I can hear it quite clearly. And then you'll realize, gosh, I've been hearing that all my life. I just mm. discounted it and put it away. You kind of compartmentalize it because no one talks about it. And this is not tinnitus. This is not a medical condition. 
I want everyone to really grasp right here that what they're listening to, when you hear this high-pitched ringing sound, you're listening, the physics says that you're listening to echoes of the original Big Bang. Mm. The mystics since the ancient times say you're listening to the voice of God, the Bhagavad Gita, the song of God. This is what you're listening to. The indigenous people, as the Hopi and the Navajo, call this the voice of our ancestors. The Hopi say that there's so many ancestors speaking their blessings to us, sending us healing, sending us joy, sending us their love. There's so many ancestors singing and speaking to us that we can't tell one voice from another, and it sounds like this high-pitched sound. This is what the Bible from the West calls the living word. See, and many people, each week I have people telling me in my, in my personal work with, with students that they never heard about this sound. No one's ever talked to them about this sound. And it just, it, it astounds me because this is the foundation of everything. Again, the Christians call it the living word. In India, it's called the Shabd or the Bani, the music of the spheres the audible live stream, the sound current, could go on and on and on. It's that still, small voice. So what we're going to do is we're going to work to help you change your living description by investing time throughout the day, 10, 15 seconds at a time, Jennifer. We want everybody to listen to this. 10 or 15 seconds at a time, 20 or 30 times a day. Okay. And this will only be for a short period of time until you realize that you hear it all the time. I hear it now, loudly, all the time. So what this begins to do, this is investment. You're investing in the kingdom of heaven. And as you invest in the kingdom of heaven, as you invest in listening and communing with the voice of God, you bring that with you throughout every day. You're not going to visit God once or twice a day when you happen to pray or meditate, but you're really bringing this living meditation, this communion with God into everything that you do. And this investment begins to accrue within your body, within your pool of consciousness. And as you just continue to invest in this, more and more coins, you could say, golden coins begin to fall into this investment into your pool. And pretty soon, your consciousness reaches a fulcrum point where it leverages itself, and now everything is different. Boom. Just like that. This is the alchemy. And as you invest in this sound, it grows within you. It begins to displace the old concepts of self, the old ideas and the notions of life. And boom. All that's out of your mix. And now you're filled with something new and fresh, but you don't even know how to describe it. You don't know what it is. All you can do is take a step forward. And now this is the physics of going with God. Going with God. It doesn't matter what you manifest. It doesn't matter what happens, because manifestation just happens continuously. But now you're going with a whole new definition of self. It's very childlike. It's very open. It's very expansive. It's very freeing. And as you walk through all the days of your life, 
This is how you're dwelling with the Lord. This is how you're walking with God, as the Christians would say. But they don't even understand it because they're wrapped up in a biblical doctrinal understanding. They're giving you the physics of how reality works. This world that we think is outside of us, all the planets and galaxies and all of that, Jennifer, that's really within your body. Your body is all of creation. You are all of this, and you don't create it. You are all of this. So you're not going to change the energy. All you're going to change is your perception of the energy. So as you commune with the universe, as you commune with God, as you invest with this, let it shift your consciousness, then you, you reach that point where all of a sudden insight comes to you about your work, about your career, relationships happen in a different way, job opportunities, spiritual insights, notions. All of this comes to creativity, limitless creativity. And it's through no direct effort of your own because all you've been doing is seeking first the kingdom of heaven. So does this, does this make sense? It, it does and it doesn't. It's the, it's the <clears throat> resonating finding a new point of resonance with um, the, the reality of, uh, of this notion that this is the world that I am. Yeah, so what I want everyone to understand is that the people outside of themselves, when you see the people at the grocery store, mm-hmm. Those are, this, is how, this is how personal your reality is, Jennifer. When you go to the grocery store, the people that you see at the grocery store and the people that you don't see but are there, those are your past and future lives. That's Jennifer McLean at the grocery store picking up cucumbers, shopping for, shopping for peppers, buying bread. That's Jennifer McLean that just cut off Jennifer McLean in traffic. <laughs> That's right. That's Jennifer McLean that just backed up and let you take a parking spot right up front. Mm. Waves you on. That's Jennifer McLean that calls you and gives you the, the insight and the opportunity to do something that you've always wanted to do with your life. Mm. Those that we love and cherish most in this life, when they leave us, like our parents, our loved ones, that's really us saying goodbye to an aspect of our own lives. Everything is me. All I see is me. Every bird, every animal, every plant is part of me, part of my body. And I treat it as such. I didn't create my Siberian Husky. He's a reflection of my own heart. I didn't create the opportunities that befall me in this life. They've expressed through a beautiful broadcast of the cohesive priority that I have in my life to experience the kingdom of heaven above all the things. This is the simplest of things, and, and I absolutely guarantee that this works perfectly for everyone that ever has tried it. All you have to be do all you have to do is be willing to test what you think you know about your life. Uh, say more about that. Well, people will t- 
take a test of this. They'll say, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll listen to some of these ideas that he has to say and uh, put some of this into practice, but they don't leave their old stuff behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, everyone else says you create your own reality, so I'm going to stay with this, but I'm going to try what Christopher says. Well, you're contaminating the mix. What are you investing in? Mm-hmm. Where's your investment? See, everything is investment. Inve- investment creates the leverage. And that's what we're really looking for. So um, th- the, these concepts are, are energetic in nature, which um, for, for me is uh, challenging to my mind in this moment. So, um, yes. so good. what, yeah, I knew you'd say that. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the living description. And is there some kind of a process that you can walk us through um, to, allow us to really internalize this, um, this new state of being impossibility? Yes. Yes, there is. It, it, it takes us down into the Atman, takes us down into our, our essential self, what I call the divine template. And uh, as we play with the affirmations, the idea that this is the world that I am, as you take that idea of practicing listening to this inner sound, and then the counterpart, which is closing the eyes, gazing into the inner vision, and noticing that grain-like texture that dances across the screen of the inner mind. That's the living light. As you experience this living light, as you experience this living word, then you're investing in these pristine, these expansive states of consciousness, eternity itself. And as you accrue that investment, leverage changes, and then your whole perception of your life changes, and life is a perception. When you change your perception, your life has appeared to change. Mm. Even your body, even physical conditions within the body, because remember, your body just isn't this physical body. Your body is everything out here. Your job is your body. Your car is your body. Okay? I know this is mind-bending to a lot of people because they're considering the idea that, well, this is me and this is my car. I'm separate. Right. But we're, this is the ultimate unity, and you are me speaking to me right now. That's right. I'm just reminding you of things that you already know. (laughs) Nothing new. There is nothing new. That's the beginning of the Kabbalistic teaching is that there's nothing new under the sun. All we have to do is unlearn what we've learned, as the Sufis tell us, to get to that point of seeing beyond discrimination, seeing not with the eyes of duality, but seeing with that eye of unity, which is the spiritual eye between the eyes and and slightly above them, which sees all with equal vision, sees everything as part of one body of God. It's our cosmic body. So now, this, this idea of, of a practice and a spiritual exercise, Jennifer, I want to go back into this sound and this light so everybody can really be with this experience as that helps set up the initial investment, that helps set up the momentum for all of this to build. So would you like me to share that yes, exercise mm-hmm. in, a, in a more of a guided type of a way for yeah, everyone? That would be great. Thank you, Christopher. Sure. And again, this has been my foundation practice since 1975. 
and share this with thousands and thousands of people all over the world. So imagine that there's a, a momentum, like a stream that's been forged with all these people that come before you as they try this for the first time. They're jumping into the water. They add to the flow of the stream of this consciousness that just lifts you into these higher expansive states. And so this path is already forged. You don't need to forge it for yourself. We're going, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into this together. So now why don't, why don't you take a nice deep breath. Hold it for a moment. And just let it out slowly. Allow your attention and allow your awareness to gather gently and sweetly upon the spiritual eye, the place between the brows and slightly above them, and watch. Watch. Gazing into the fields of the inner vision, see before you the grain-like texture, much like grains of a photograph that wash and wave through the screen of the inner mind. As you just relax the muscles around your eyes and gaze deeply and more deeply, this grain-like texture, this grain-like texture seems to become more defined. You see that there are waves from the left and from the right, from all directions, just waves and morphing, subtle, grain-like clouds almost of this living light. For what you're gazing into is this living light. This is the light of eternity itself. This light cannot be given to you, it cannot be taken from you. It is what you are now, always have been, and will always be. This is the light of eternity that shines within your own heart right now. It's right there. This is the face of God, smiling joyously. And now listen. As you gaze inwardly to the inner vision on the screen of the mind, listen with your inner hearing. There's this soft, high-pitched sound. It's there. It's always been there. This is the living word, the voice of God. This living word, this living light cannot be given to you, cannot be taken from you. It is what you are now, always have been, and will always be. This is your spiritual food. It nourishes you as nothing else can. It is the foundations of creation itself. It is the great healer, the great comforter. 
this is the background of the universe itself. The energy of creation expresses itself in its descent into the worlds of you and I as this sound and this light and then becomes all other things. From the book of Genesis, it says in this creation, and see, you're at the point of creation right now. That's where we are. We're at the fountain of creation, bubbling out of the top. From Genesis, it shares, in the beginning there was the word, this living word, this sound. Out of the word came the light, and then came all the heavens and earth. So there you are. Anchor yourself in the foundation of creation, in the core and the essence of creation itself, in eternity itself. There you are. Take a nice deep breath. Hold that picture. Gaze into the inner vision. Listen with the inner hearing. And now let go of this breath. And as you gently open your eyes, listen for this sound if you don't think you hear it, or continue listening to it if you do hear it. Don't let anything distract you. Don't let my words distract you. Nothing is more important than listening to the Word of God. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> that was a, a really different, really, really powerful. It's, it's funny, I still have a dot in front of my eyes as my eyes open. That That's gra great. grainy dot. Yes. And when you look around the room, everybody, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jennifer, because now with this exercise fresh in your mind, look around the room. And you notice that the walls that are in front of you and beside you when you just relax your vision, you notice that they're all made up of those same grain-like dots. Yeah. Everything is. Everything is pixelated. <laughs> everything is pixelated. That's exactly right. Like grains of a photograph or pixelations on, on the screen. And that's because everything is made up of what we call in the mystery school teachings droplets of awareness. Each one of those little grain-like dots is an entire universe unto itself. And our perception of these oceans of droplets give us the form that we think that we're looking at right now. That's how amazing creation actually is. And quantum physics is talking about this exact thing now. Mm. That, that the entirety of reality is nothing but a perception. Wow, this is cool. It's a, it's just a, a new place. There aren't as many words here. <laughs> Not a that's, good thing for a right. host. And, <laughs> and it, that's great. And, you know, it, it's where we're going. It's where the energy is taking yeah. us. It's where quantum physics is taking us. It's where mysticism has been for 5,000 years. It's just a question of are you going to wait 
and stay in your old soup and go with everybody else kicking and screaming into this new perception? Or are you going to challenge yourself honestly? Reevaluate your priority, reevaluate your perceptions, mm-hmm. and just see. Just see where this leaves you. I like that notion of just see. <laughs> yes. Just That's all I want. See. That's all I want. Oh, beautiful. Wow. So, so Christopher, my, my final question is, um, is the notion of, of, the, of the living description. And, and so um, as I think about this and as I play with this and I, and I you know, as the, the questioner of practicalities, um, can we actually change our living description in a way that actually we can understand and comprehend versus just that energetic experience. Yes. There's a, a way I'll describe this, and uh, you're really bringing out things that I don't talk about. I do not talk about this one at all, but I will because you and I are friends. And because I'd like everybody to hear this, and I guess it's time, because the universe wants me to bring this out. Thank you. Okay. Most of us have gone through this idea of rediscovering ourselves, re-identifying ourselves. And from my perspective, and looking at the psyche of people as I do, and, and watching and being attentive as I am to everyone in my, in my life, um, I see that most people are swimming at about three feet deep. And if they think they're swimming in the deep end, because it's all they know. And I understand that. Life is relative to your state of perception, right? It's all perception. So imagine that your personality, your identification, this living description of self is like an onion. And we know from Shrek a couple of years ago that ogres have layers. Right? <laughs> yes. You peel away the layers of the onion. Great movie, Shrek, incidentally. And so as you peel away the layers, this is you getting rid of your issues. Get drop this idea, this memory pattern you're going to drop, these concepts about self you're going to drop. You, you shed all these layers of an onion. And when you keep shedding and keep shedding and keep shedding and keep shedding, it seems to go on and on and on and on and on and on. And I'm sure everyone's reached that point where you're just tired of shedding. And when you're tired of shedding the onion, you rest for a while, and this might be a lifetime or two, and then you pick it up again and you continue shredding, pulling, shedding layers off the onion. A magical moment happens, and this is where we take everybody in the teachings here. And in this offer, this is really what this is about. We're going to take you to the point where you pull the last layers of the onion away and you know what you realize when you pull the last layers of the onion away, there's nothing there. So who are you really? Who are you really? Who is this self you think you are? All this time you thought you were somebody going somewhere with something to do. You can't get back to the place you never really left, Dorothy. Heaven is right here. Eternity is right here, right in front of your nose. All you have to do is begin to unlearn what you've learned, peel away the layers, 
And when you peel those layers off, your perception begins to change. As you invest in eternity through sound and light, your investment begins to change. And all of a sudden you reach that quantum moment where you realize that, wait a minute, the true self was never born, so it can never die. This true self doesn't have past and future lives. The true self is present in everything, everywhere, all the time. This is who we are. This is where we're going right now in our consciousness. It's just a question of, are you going to drag your heels? You're going to dig in and hold on to who you think you are? Or are you going to let go so you can realize who and what you've always been? And really, the Beatles said this very well. Can I just share a little bit of the Beatles for a moment? Please, because I think please. everyone will really relate to this. Yep. When they came back from their journey with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in India, they wrote a movie with an amazing cartoon attached to it called The Yellow Submarine. And, of course, the music was phenomenal. We all grew up singing, We all live in a yellow submarine, right? Everybody knows this. Now, the Beatles give you the essential questions of life and they give you the answers to the essential questions of life right there in the movie and no one knows it. But it's there in your subconscious as you're singing the songs. This is part of what John, Paul, George, and Ringo brought to everybody. So there was a hero in this story, a very important hero, and this hero is you and me. But in the, in the guise of the movie... This character's name is Jeremy, and Jeremy is a little misfit character that doesn't really fit in anywhere, writes down these beautiful, profound ideas and throws them up in the air on scraps of paper, laughing, and writes another one, reads it, and laughs, and just throws it away. But he's all by himself, and Jeremy is, of course, a nowhere man. So now everybody... As we wind this up, I want you to take a nice deep breath and just close your eyes. And as you exhale, just listen. He's a real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere land making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Do, 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 doesn't have a point of view, knows not where he's going to. Isn't he a bit like you and me? Nowhere, man, please listen. You don't know what you're missing. Nowhere, man, the world is at your command. La, 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 la. He's as bright as he can be. Just sees what he wants to see. Nowhere, man, can you see me at all. There you go. Holy cow! That's so cool, man. <laughs> See, all this time, Jennifer, we, everybody right thinks there. that 
Yeah, you're you're right there. You think you're somebody going somewhere with something to do. You haven't begun to deprogram yourself yet. Mm. Not until you get to the point where you realize you're actually nobody going nowhere with nothing to do. There you are walking with Christ right there. Yeah. Walking with the Buddha. Yeah. This is beyond missions, beyond purpose, beyond contracts, beyond all of this stuff. This is freedom. This is our true state. This is where we're supposed to be now. Not in 25 years, not in 50 years. We're into the, well into the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Let's get with the program here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, Wonderful. You know, I, this is so emotional for me. I just find myself just like crying as I'm singing the song, too. Excuse yeah. my voice, everyone. I just do the best I can. You know? <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, oh gosh, thank you, Christopher, for, um, for saying yes, for um, hearing the word and sharing it. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm blessed, and I'm blessed that you said yes, and and are sharing this with our audience, and that um, we are really making a difference um, with this one powerful call. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Jennifer, it's my pleasure, and you've been instrumental in helping me catapult myself into the next chapter of my own journey. Mm. So I, I just cherish your friendship and just love the time we get to spend together, even though it's fleeting at best. <laughs> it is. Well, th- and thank you for, um, uh, I'm, I'm just so glad you said yes to us uh, initially so that, that you, so many more people get to hear this important content. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone so much for showing up. I know you have a lot of choices and I'm so um, delighted and privileged and honored that you said yes to us and joining us. Um, and sharing your life adventure with us as we share some of ours with yours uh, on this great, uh, this great journey and play of life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you all so very much. Until next time, um, here's to your light. Much love. Thanks, Christopher. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. And remember, if you'd like to join us for any of our live shows... Just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H-W-T-M, as in Healing with the Masters, podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season.